3: in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach.
0: I gotta ask you this, out there, Christian America.
4: It's time for pass the salt with a Coach Dave Dobenmeyer.
0: All right, y'all better buckle up. Better buckle up. Not because of the show, but because uh, supposed this hurricane of winter weather rolling down over the uh, what do they call that the Great Plains, or whatever we're heading this way. We're going to start tonight about seven o'clock. Got to batten down all the hatches and dig in, get ready. This great, you know, every time they tell us one of these snowstorms is coming, it never comes, right? But there's, they say this one's going to. So we'll see exactly what happens as we go into Christmas weekend here. And, um, uh, look, I'm going to, we're going to do a show today, for folks. Um, this one's going to be more informational. I, I, I don't know about you. I love it when we get into deep spiritual things, I love doing that. But this one's going to be a little bit more informational because I'm convinced of two things, the a couple truths of the Bible, that um, how can two walk together lest they agree? That's Amos 3.3, right? How can two walk together? Like if if I said to my wife, you want to go out to eat? And she says, "Uh, yeah. And uh, um, I said, where do you want to go? And she says, well, uh, I don't care. Where do you want to go? And I said, well, I want to go to Taco Bell. And she says, well, I don't want to go to Taco Bell. So a fight starts over the fact that we can't even agree on where we want to go eat, right? And uh, one of the things that's really swamped us, really hurt us here in America, is we have, in, we have elevated, I'm going to get into this today, we have elevated individual liberty over morality. As Alan Keyes told me a long time ago, there is no constitutional right and no God-given right to do wrong. Now, we have free choice. We can, we can choose to do wrong. But doing wrong comes with consequences, right? And so when we get into this whole idea that uh, you have your morality and I have my morality, that brings us back to Amos 3. Can two walk together lest they agree? How, how can we, right? then this all, uh, what we're going to talk about today, what I want to share with you today, is this all came about because I happened to watch yesterday. My wife was mad at me. I, I was I was enthralled yesterday when I was watching the Carrie Lake trial out in out in uh, uh, where is that Arizona. Her her trial for on the election was streamed live. You could watch it. I was I was blown away. And the fact Roger Weaver and uh, anybody else that Joe anybody out there would be an attorney or anybody has to deal with attorneys, uh, it, it would be worth your time. To go back and watch that because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what we're anyway i was kind of struggling. Myra, go ahead and pray us in. And I'm gonna tell you you're gonna enjoy it. You go I'm gonna show you some stuff today. I promise you this. You have never heard some of the stuff I'm gonna show you today. Go ahead, Myra.
5: Yes, Coach. Good morning, Harold. How we doing? Um, Today's reading is going to be from. Oh, for
0: some reason, something happened here. Hold on. Mm. Oh well, Myra. You no, 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 have- no, 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 no. I always have that queued up and ready to go as soon as I push the Myra button, right? Yes. If this was Rush Limbaugh and we were on a national audience, you and I'd be in trouble right now. You'd be, I'd be talking in your headphone. The producer'd be yelling at you, right?
5: That is true, Coach. Hey,
0: Myra, did you not know it's going to call on you?
5: <laughs> yes, coach, you're absolutely right. Uh,
0: okay, come on, that's your only job here. Let's get your job right. Come on.
5: It's Romans. <laughs> oh, the reading today will be from Romans 12, 1 through 4. It is written, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the... M- Mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service.
0: What does that mean? What's your reasonable service? It's like my wife would say, at least you could have washed the dishes. That would be my reasonable service, right? I shouldn't get a pat on the back for washing the dishes. That's your reasonable service. There's nothing special about that. Just present your body to, to Christ, uh, a holy a living sacrifice. Whole and acceptable. That's the least you can do. Go ahead, Myra.
5: Yes, coach. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind.
0: The world's going to try to shape you one way, the Christianity is going to transform you, and it's all about your mind.
5: That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, To every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, Holy Spirit, we thank you because you have been present with us, worked through us, and with us. And we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, joy, and grace on you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Look, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> stop. Stop uh, worshiping the gift, right? And stop putting mere men on a, pla- uh, a pedestal. Some of you, uh, look, I ain't special. A gift is. But I'm not. I'm going to say it again because some of you didn't get it. I'm not special. A gift is. And as soon as I begin or you begin to tell me how wonderful I am, that's when pride creeps in. I get up every morning and I know this. I know who I am. I know right now what I could be. In fact, so do you right now. Right now, think of the things that you would do right now if you knew you could get away with it. Right? And so the higher up you put people, like look at our elected officials, we put them up on a higher pedestal and look what we let them get away with. When in fact... They should be held to a higher standard, not a lower one. Did you ever ask yourself why it was all of our elected officials had special rules for them that they didn't have to follow? Why didn't they have to take the jab and you did? Hmm? It's because right here. What? To every man is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. I get elected to public office. It's an honor. Why why would I say, boy, (laughs) it's an honor. People are respecting me enough to give me that job. I ought to be humble. Think you trusted me to spend your money? Are you kidding me? I try to be humble. I try to be. I'm bold. I'm uh, unflinching. I'm opinionated. But I try to be humble. Meaning, I don't think I'm any more important than Betty. With Joe, Clay. I'm looking at faces here. Bob Evans. Hell, Bob Evans built that cross up there. Before. I couldn't do that. Why would, I, why would I think of something special about me I got some car things that aren't working I, I can't I can't connect to I can't do that I say it to my wife all the time why would you ask me to do that I can't I can't do that but boy I got a gift I've got a gift to put in the right place I can sure use that gift but uh, Bob Evans gift to fix things I think is just as valuable as what I do and as soon as we Get measuring each other's gifts, the comparison of one another's gifts. And uh dare I say it, Apostle Coach and Pastor Dave and Elder Smith and uh, there it goes. Because, see, those, those positions are nothing more than titles given to men to make them feel important. Come on, come on, come on. I'm a coach. Call me coach, right? I don't like Pastor Dave. I said, "What the hell did you come up with that? What, what whoever told you to call me Pastor Dave? Oh, well, we've just been, you know, we I don't know. You're my pastor, so I'm not your pastor. I'm your coach. Call me Pastor Dave. We're conditioned that way, you get it? Uh, Apostle Bill, Bishop Tony. Stop it! Stop it! All right, cool. I don't know how I had to get that out of me. Got it out of me. Do you guys get your letters out, I hope? Mel, I don't know if you have anything to talk about that today or not. Uh, Others are picking it up. And uh, whether or not we can have an impact or not, we have to to try to have an impact, send those letters. And the thing that's encouraging to me, as I've said over and over, is this is an action. If we can impact local school districts, can we impact the Supreme Court of the United States? Um, Maybe, but we don't know if we don't try. If every church got behind this movement, could we impact the Supreme Court of the United States? Hold your ears. Hell yeah. Why don't we? Say, Coach, you talk about this. My wife said it to me yesterday. She loves me. She tells me honestly. She says, "Honey, your show is just a version of the same thing over and over." <laughs> I said, "I know it is." <laughs> when are we going to get it? When are we going to get repetition? Repetition. 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 Right? But people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If they don't see what's happened and see what we need to do, like my wife said to me last night, I love my wife. She said to me, Can't you see the sinks full of dishes? (laughs) She didn't have to say anymore, right? She had to say anymore. I said, "Yeah, Yeah. Did it ever dawn on you to wash it? No, honey, I prayed against them. I prayed against dirty dishes. I prayed that when we eat, the, the plates won't get dirty. Would that be okay? Because that's what the average church does, isn't it? We prayed against dirty dishes. We don't pray for people to clean them. In fact, our dishwasher is a little bit on the fritz, maybe. It all comes at once, doesn't it? Neither one of the furnaces were working. We're doing good. Anyway, I look, okay, so how about this one? I got a lot of stuff here, a lot of stuff here. Can I start here? I want to start here because I know where I want to go, and you don't know where I want to go, so I want to start here. Franco Harris. up well, Franco Harris. You guys remember him? The Immaculate Reception. Remember that? When, when Terry Bradshaw threw the ball and and uh, and the ball got deflected and Franco Harris caught it midair and ran it in. The Pittsburgh Steelers won on the last play of the game, and they forever and ever and ever called that the Immaculate Reception. The Immaculate Reception. And now we have uh, you watch. This is gonna take off. I named it the Immaculate Deception. The Immaculate Deception. Because Steeler legendary Franco Harris and Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc well well, want African Americans to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Go on down. Go on down. There he is, Franco Harris. Just play, just play a few seconds of it. He's a great, here. Franco Harris is a great you guy. A I agree watch. he's dead. I'm sorry he's dead. I'm sorry he's dead. This is the immaculate deception. Go ahead and play it.
6: More stress in our community. Most of you have loved ones who have been on the front line against COVID. Our community's physical and mental well-being is on the line. No doubt the pandemic has taken its toll. On our community, and once again we find ourselves on an uneven playing field. So what do we do? Give up? Throw in the terrible towel?
4: Really? <laughs> no. not do that.
6: There is no doubt. No matter what challenges we face, we like to win. What do you say about that, Val? Win. Whatever it takes. But right now we face a pandemic that has been winning this battle. So we need to strengthen our defense.
1: Right.
6: What do you say, Mel? <laughs> <laughs> so we have to fight this pandemic together as a team. And
0: So uh, Franco Harris was encouraging people to take the vaccine. And... Uh, A year and a half later, he's dead. Coincidence? Found dead in his bed. Huh? Yep. Right? Right? The Immaculate Deception. You watch, that's going to catch on. I titled it. That's what it was. Now, has anybody, media, said, golly, I wonder what killed Franco? Huh. Another guy just kind of died. Wow. Wow. By the way, can somebody help me something? Is Vinny in here? Vinny, are you in here? Vinny's always in here. I am. Hope he's okay. I think he is is the
3: thing you stepped away.
0: Okay, somebody, somebody help me a minute here. Where's the black community? Where, where is that black community? Does anybody know where that is? Is it anywhere near the Hispanic community? What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is there, where, where's the fat community? That's one I want to bring in. The fat community, right? Hmm? Where's the, where's the uh, community that uh, they wet their pants at night? I'm gonna, where's the wet your pants community? Are they anyways near the gay community? Are they anywhere any near the black community? How about the Hispanic community? Where are they? Where's the Republican community and the Democrat community? Do you understand? God, this is so the way that we just fall in line and repeat the same stupid phrases is why we're in the mess that we're in. Okay, so that's where I'm taking you this morning. I watched last night. I told you I was, I was spellbound watching the trial, for Carrie Lake's trial on the elections. And I'm not going to take you down and do the recap. You can put it in the, by the way, there'll be another day of it today. You know what we found out yesterday? See, here's, here's, here's where I'm taking this. Our legal system, we've heard of moral relativism, right? Moral relativism. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Our courts are relative moralism. The courts are just the opposite, relative moralism. I can promise you this, that the, those two, the, that the, the two sides, the, the, the attorneys that are in there, they are not fighting for the truth. They're not fighting for the – in a real justice system, both attorneys would want the truth to come out, in a real justice system. But in our justice system, it's about one side winning, one side questioning the truth enough that there isn't enough evidence to prove what. The, now, I'm all for that, right? I'm, I'm going to tell you something. That's not what. Uh, listen, the J 6ers, they're still in jail because nobody was interested in, in justice for them. The <laughs> government's not interested in justice. It's not, it isn't. Now it's, a, it's an agenda. So I'm watching yesterday. This went on and on and on and on. The guy, the back guy who's standing to you is the attorney for Carrie Lake. We'll give you a quick overview, then we'll take you someplace, okay? And so uh, he, yesterday, with their experts, proved, proved. Do you guys know what chain of command is? Chain of command is when I uh, this thing is worth seven hundred thousand dollars, and so I want to get this to Betty Perkins. So because it's worth seven hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to hire Clay Parker and Clay Parker is going to come up and he's going to take this out of me and I'm going to sign a paper that he got it. And I got it. And then Clay Parker is going to take it and he's going to drive it all the way down. And he's going to give that to Tracy. And then Tracy's going to sign the, Hey, I got this from Clay at this time. And then Clay's going to take it and deliver it to Betty. By the way, that's what FedEx does, right? Chain of custody that when they, that when they put the package on your on your front porch, they can show you where that thing was everywhere through the journey. We expect that out of our packages, right? So if I don't get my package, I call UPS. They didn't get my package. They go on the computer say, oh, here's where it is. It left here at this time, left here at this time, and it's on the truck, and it'll be there by the end of the right? That's chain of custody. So it was proven yesterday, proven without any shadow of a doubt yesterday, that 300,000, at least 300,000 ballots, came in on election night that had no chain of custody. Did, did you hear what I said? It was proven that a 300, 000, at least 300,000 ballots showed up election day night with zero chain of custody. Now, mm. that means every one of those votes do not count. Friends, that is the law. So it was it was proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. And the defense attorney, the attorneys on the other side, did they say, wow, sorry, geez, we didn't know that. Case closed. Don't count to or redo it. What, right? Is that what they said? Oh no, 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 no. No, 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 no. They gotta attack the person who's presenting the evidence. They gotta blah blah on and on. Because the job of the defense is to win the case, not get to the truth. Anybody picking up what I'm saying so, so the more money you have, the better a liar you can hire as an attorney. And he'll he'll uh, I object, Your Honor. I object, Your Honor. Leading question, Your Honor. what? This dude's just telling you. He's just telling you how the machines work. And how when they said to him, is there any how how would it be possible? Yeah, I, hang on. So here's what they did. We now know sheet of paper ballot sheet. It was a little strip. They they were like this. When you cast your ballot you know what it looks like, right? You take those things, you put them in the feeder, and it goes through the feeder and it reads it. Everybody knows that, right? Except this thing is 19 inches. 19 inches. Except many of them were 20 inches. <laughs> they were 20 inches. So when it went into the feeder, it kicked it out. Kicked it out, right? It was proven yesterday. And so they asked this guy right here on, on the screen, how can that happen? He says, well, there's only one way it can happen. <laughs> Somebody programmed it that way. He said, it can't happen by accident. Somebody programmed it that way. <laughs> and Did the attorneys accept that? Say, wow, we must have some bad machines. You guys win. No, no. They question his integrity and who'd you work for? Because blah, blah, blah. So, they're not after the truth. They're not after. Why would anybody, if Joe Biden won, I accept it. Why would somebody want Joe Biden to be president if he didn't accept it? If he didn't win, why would we want that? So that's what's going on. So that uh, is fascinating. I'll probably watch it today unless Michelle gets really mad at me and says, will you stop that? I said, honey, this is what I, this is what I do for a living. I eat this stuff up. I have to do it. So we now know, by the way, the chain of custody, every ballot, they know where every ballot has gone. And every day when a, when when ballots would come in, I'm sorry if this is boring you. This is really, really critical. Every Every day, at the end of the day, they would have to register every ballot that came in. They would put them in a box, and they would say, in that box, on uh, October 30th, mail-in ballots, there were 415 that came in on Monday. Then on Tuesday, another box, these mail-in ballots came in on Wednesday, and there's 615 of them. You got you? Got it? Every, they had them all every every day. At the end of the day, they did a report, so they knew how many ballots were coming in. And then, lo and behold, on election eve, wouldn't you know it, three hundred thousand ballots show up, and there's no chain of custody, none. and the law says there has to be. Case closed, I think. Right? Oh no, no, it's going to go on another day. You know. Uh, rather than a judge just saying, boy, man, this is really, really kind of screwed up here. Maybe we ought to just do this over. Let's, be, Because if those people won, then certainly they'll come out and vote again. They'll come out and vote again. So let's do this over. And uh, Is that where we're going to get there? I don't know if we're going to get there or not. So so listen, I'm taking you somewhere, okay? I, uh, this was fascinating. It's fascinating. <clears throat> so I, I got digging this morning. I came across a website that just absolutely really opened my eyes to something. Because I was talking about moral, relatives, moral relativism as opposed to relative moralism. relative I, I reverse those two, right? See, the Bible says, can two walk together lest they agree? And if we have one set of justice for you and another set of justice for me, we're, we're, we're never going to get it down. So we ought to all have a standard by which we function, right? What is the standard? What is the moral standard in America today? That's a question. What is the moral standard? What is the standard by which all Americans live today? Is it okay to lie? Well, some situations. Is it okay to steal? Well, if your baby's hungry, certainly, right? Is it all right to commit adultery? Well, maybe if I was drunk, right? Is it okay to uh, uh, to live together? Well, we're not sure we love each other. Yeah. And so we're we're living in a, a um a morass of of confusion. And everybody talks about being non-judgmental, and who are you to judge? Well, first of all, how can you possibly judge if there is no standard? So when I talk to Joe Silver, and Joe says, Well, I don't see that, I said, Well, Joe, I'm judging it by the Bible. I'm not judging it based on what Joe Curly Moe told me. I'm, here's here's my, here's my foundational basis. Well, what's Joe Curly Moe's? Well, Joe Curly Moe's foundation is somebody told him that. And because somebody told him that, some court somewhere said that, that makes it right, right? And so we we get into the mess of what I call relative moralism. And I wanna show you something. I got got about four little two minute videos that that I want you to know this, okay? Can two walk together, let's say, agree. So Spencer, let's do this real quickly. Let's go number one to values. What are values? Okay, hang on. So in a nutshell, a value, this is a really, really good website. I just happened to stumble on today. A value is this. Which matters more? This or this? Your family or your job? Your health or your bank account? What do you value? What do you put value in, right? So we have to, first of all, start and ask ourselves, what are values? Well, let's see what they say. here. minute 47 seconds.
2: Values. Values are individual beliefs that motivate people to act one way or another. They serve as a guide for human behavior. Generally, people are predisposed to adopt the values that they are raised with. Stop it. People also tend to believe.
0: Huh? What kind of values are they being raised with in school? Generally, people are disposed to adopt the values that they are raised with. See, I think home values. That's what I think. Values in my home. No, 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 no. The values of the school. Well, who determined the values of the school? Oh, we'll get to
2: that. Go ahead people also tend to believe that those values are right because they are the values of their particular culture. Ethical decision-making often involves weighing values against each other and choosing which values to elevate. Conflicts can result when people have different values, leading to a clash of preferences and priorities. Some values have intrinsic worth, such as love, truth, and freedom. Other values, such as ambition, courage, and responsibility, describe traits or behaviors that are instrumental as means to an end. Still, other values are considered sacred and are moral imperatives for those who believe in them. Sacred values will seldom be compromised because they are perceived as duties, rather than Mm. as factors to be weighed in decision-making. For example, for some people, their nation's flag may represent a sacred value, but for others, the flag may just be a piece of cloth. So, whether values are sacred, have intrinsic worth, or are a means to an end, values vary among individuals and across cultures in time. Okay, However, so hang on. values yeah. are universally recognized as a driving force in our ethical decision-making.
0: Okay so now we know what values are what what is important to you so values here's what happens see we all value life until our 14 year old daughter gets pregnant and then we value her life over the baby's life right so if you don't have strong ethical values by which you stand, uncompromising ethical values, which, by the way, would the Ten Commandments, uh, then, then we're susceptible to anything. You with me? Hang on here with me now. Hang on. So now that we know what values are, I want to show you what they've done to us. This is called moral. Okay, so a value is what? The degree to which something matters to you. And what's happening to us in America, public schools, we value a good lifestyle more than we do the education of our children, because I have to go to work and earn money, and I can't be home with them, so I'm going to put them in public school, because I value them having nice stuff and nice clothes, and so in order for them to have nice stuff, I'm I'm going to go work, and I really don't care what values they put in them. Because we're putting in the other values at home, at youth group, and they're getting those values, right? But see, the other side's smart enough. They know that. They said, no, if we can just get the kid, we'll destroy those values at home. With, you with me? With me? That's why this stuff's important for us to understand. Remember, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. If we don't get this, we're not going to get it. So the next one is two minutes on moral relativism. Yeah, that's wrong. Abortion is wrong. Except maybe in this circumstance, that's relative values, huh? Value is important relative to how much it matters to you. Go ahead and play this real quick. Relative value.
2: Moral relativism. Moral relativism is the idea that there is no universal or absolute set of moral principles. Stop. It's a version of...
0: Do you guys believe that? There's no absolute set of moral beliefs. Go ahead. Hey, as as Oprah would say, your truth is not my truth. My truth is not your truth. Follow your truth, right? That's moral relativism. Go
2: ahead. It's a version of morality that advocates to each her own. And those who follow it often say, who am I to judge? Moral relativism can be understood in several ways. Descriptive moral relativism, also known as cultural relativism, says that moral standards are culturally defined, which is generally true. Indeed, there may be a few values that seem nearly universal, such as honesty and respect. But many differences appear across cultures when people evaluate moral standards around the world. Metaethical moral relativism states that there are no objective grounds for preferring the moral values of one culture over another. Societies make their moral choices based on their unique beliefs, customs, and practices. And in fact, people tend to believe that the right moral values are the values that exist in their own culture. Normative moral relativism is the idea that all societies should accept each other's differing moral values given that there are no universal moral principles. Most philosophers disagree, however. For example, just because bribery is okay in some cultures doesn't mean that other cultures cannot rightfully condemn it. Moral relativism is on the opposite end of the continuum from moral absolutism, which says that there is always one right answer to any ethical question. Indeed, those who adhere to moral relativism would say, when in Rome, do as the Romans do.
0: Amen. Are, you, are you, you riding along with me here? You picking up where we're going? I wonder, let me ask you this. You ever heard, of, you ever heard this taught in, in a church? Anybody ever heard this taught in church? Anybody ever heard the pastor get up in the church and explain to people what we're fighting in the culture? But the average person sitting beside you really doesn't understand that it's about the destruction of truth. That's what moral relativism is. Your truth is not my truth. My truth is not your truth. Who are you to judge? Killing a baby? Well, wouldn't you want to? Huh? Don't you want your daughter to be able to go to college? Don't you? It's my body, my choice, right? Didn't apply to the didn't apply to the vaccines, did it? It didn't apply to the vaccines because why? Well, the government had a different set of moral ethical values. They didn't want to make sure we all followed. So, hang on, moral pluralism, okay? I'm sorry to show you all these, but it's important for me. I'll get you all in here in a second. Moral pluralism. Plural. Plural. Words have meaning. Plural. Plural. Oh! I remember when I was in second grade, they taught me that plural meant more than one. Like had plural batteries. Plural hats. More than one When you put an S on the end of it, it's more than one. So now we have moral more than one. Go ahead and play it.
2: Moral Pluralism Moral pluralism is the idea that there can be conflicting moral views that are each worthy of respect. Moral pluralists tend to be open-minded when faced with competing viewpoints they analyze issues from several moral points of view before deciding and taking action moral pluralists believe that many moral issues are extremely complicated of course Thus, they are. no all single of philosophical are. approach will always provide all the answers mm. for example assume a building is on fire a woman has the opportunity to rush inside and save the children trapped in the burning building But in doing this, she may die and leave her own child an orphan. A moral pluralist would conclude that there is no definitive way to decide which is the better course of moral action. Indeed, moral pluralism declares that it is sometimes difficult to choose between competing values. So moral pluralism occupies a sensible middle ground between there is only one right answer, as moral absolutism says, And there is no wrong answer, as moral relativism claims.
0: We'll just agree to disagree. We'll just agree to disagree. My body, my choice, right? And so because they, like, if you take the abortion issue, and a woman's right to kill a baby, you simply ask the question, does the baby have the right to live? Well, now those two things come in conflict. And see, they said, well, there's no right answer. There's no right answer. Oh, yes, there is. The baby's not alive. baby's not alive. So they changed the rules, right? And those of us who are Christians, we do not believe in unchanging standards. We don't believe in it. We don't believe in it. And because we have been trained in public schools about moral relativism and not understanding what they were training us, that's why we have such confusion in society. That's why people can take a vow to get married and not stay married. That's why people can take a vow to uh, be faithful to their spouse and cheat. There's no standard. Who are you to judge, right? One more, because I've never heard of this one. One more, then I'll open it up here. Deontology. Oh, I've never heard of that one. What's deontology? I'll give you a quarter if you can know what deontology is. You better know. Go ahead.
2: Deontology. Deontology is an ethical theory that uses rules to distinguish right from wrong. It is often associated with philosopher Immanuel Kant. Kant believed that ethical actions follow universal moral laws, such as don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat. Deontology is simple to apply. It just requires that people follow the rules and do their duty. This approach tends to fit well with our natural intuition about what is or isn't ethical. Unlike consequentialism, which judges actions by their results, deontology doesn't require weighing the costs and benefits of a situation. You have the best intentions. This avoids subjectivity and uncertainty because you only have to follow set rules. Despite its strengths, rigidly following deontology can produce results that many people find unacceptable. For example, suppose you're a software engineer and learn that a nuclear missile is about to launch that might start a war. You can hack the network and cancel the launch, but it's against your professional code of ethics to break into any software system without permission. And it's a form of lying and cheating. Deontology advises not to violate these rules. However, in letting the missile launch, thousands of people will die. So, following the rules makes deontology easy to apply. But it also means disregarding the possible consequences of our actions when determining what is right and what is wrong.
0: So our court system has a lot of deontology on it called what? Stare decisis, previously determined cases. Some judge somewhere ruled that that's okay. So therefore, since he ruled that, it's now okay everywhere, all time, for everybody. That's one of the fallacies in our, in our legal system, right? So uh, unless we understand where we are and what we're fighting against, we are not going to get it. Did I put up moral relative absolutism? Did we put that up there? I don't think we did, didn't we? Moral absolutism. Stick it up there real quick. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. I think it's important that you guys – look. I'll, I'll let you get your opinion in here. This is so critical. That we understand why we're losing this fight. Okay, so here's moral absolutism. Go ahead.
2: Moral absolutism. Moral absolutism asserts that there are certain universal moral principles by which all people's actions may be judged. It is a form of deontology. The challenge with moral absolutism, however, is that there will always be strong disagreements about which moral principles are correct and which are incorrect. For example, most people around the world probably accept the idea that we should treat others as we wish to be treated ourselves. But beyond that, people from different countries likely hold varying views about everything, from the morality of abortion and capital punishment to nepotism and bribery. Moral absolutism contrasts with moral relativism, which denies that there are absolute moral values. It also differs from moral pluralism, which urges tolerance of others' moral principles without concluding that all views are equally valid. So, while moral absolutism declares a universal set of moral values, in reality, moral principles vary greatly among nations, cultures, and religions.
0: boom separation between the church and state right take away the separation take away christian morality in america and it's all moral relativism which is our court system it's our court system not whether or not the guy uh uh not that the witness gives an uh, <laughs> i saw it, uh, several times yesterday the the uh Witness would give an answer, and the defense attorney would say, strike that, Your Honor, strike that, not germane. What? Not germane? I thought we wanted the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. How can it be not germane? It's because the courts are operating on moral relativism.
6: Boom.
0: The court, I hire my lawyer. If I hire Roger Weaver, I hire him to win. I don't hire him to lose. And in order for him to win, he has to be good at proving truth to be lies, or proving truth to be unproven. That's all lawyers do. I watched it again yesterday. Bernie, come on in.
1: Okay, yeah, thanks, Coach. Um, but in that suite, talk about walking in the darkness. They have no light, and they're going to say religion is wrong. Well, well, how did they decide that? you always have to get them down to something that's right and wrong. And fortunately, we've been given the light, the light of the gospel, the light that God has given us. All right, we're not walking in the darkness. These people, you know, you couldn't c- condemn Benedict Arnold, all right? Because now you don't know who your friends and enemies are, okay? Why do you even have a court system
0: if you can't decide this truth? So Bernie, let, let me let me let me let me uh Athletics, sports, they understand this so much. They want to make sure nobody gets cheated. They have instant replays from 17 different angles. Because why? The rule is clear. If you step on that line, you're out of bounds. You can't say I was out of bounds because I was off balance. I was out of I was out of bounds because he pushed me.
1: Yeah, but I, it,
0: I was out of bounds because the guy who drew the line drew it crooked. No, dude, you stepped on the line. You're out of bounds. See, we don't have that.
1: But in Our course you coaches, have we a have that, book man. that reveals the rules. You have a book that reveals the rules, and and God has given us a book that reveals the rules. And they threw, but Bernie, the government
0: threw the rule book out.
4: They the did. Don't, so isn't that
1: gonna, great.
0: They're lost. They don't know right and from wrong anymore. Yeah, but we have to live under them, don't we? We have to live under that, right? As Pete just says, moral authority. By what authority do they tell me what's moral and what's not? See, can two walk together lest they agree? How can, how can anybody, how could I ever, if they were to call me into court tomorrow for insurrection, how will I know that the people who are judging me share my values? How will I ever know that?
1: They're the insurrectionists against God, and God is going to act on who. We just have to be faithful to Him, and we're going to live up. We're either going to submit to God or or to man. Okay, that's that's our choice.
0: Well, Bernie, Bernie, you get that because you're a right wing fanatical Christian. You understand? Oprah's not that. And who has a bigger voice? You or Oprah, Bernie? Huh? (laughs) Who has a bigger voice? (laughs) You or Joe Biden? You or Kamala Harris? Who has a bigger voice, Joe?
1: It's not my voice or authority. It's God's
0: voice. I get it, Bernie. I get it, okay. I Thank get you, it. Mike. Come on in, And silver,
3: Coach. When uh, President Lincoln was an attorney, he had a, a system whereby if he didn't believe his client was, he would, if he believed his client was was guilty, he wouldn't take a case before he'd even start. If he was, if he believed his client was guilty, he would yep. not even take the case.
0: Amen, amen. Well, I I think that's—I think that's noble. I think everybody deserves a defense. Don't get me wrong. I think of it, but at some point, at what point do we? At what point does the legal system be? When I'm sitting there and I know I've watched the evidence, I'm—I'm the defense attorney. Okay, I've watched the evidence and I know that they got us. I know they got us. Why don't I say, "Hey, you got us." What? Why would if it if it's about truth? You got us. I, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Okay. That's not the way it's set up, is it? Seed of the serpent. Seed of the woman. More relativism is the devil saying God really say? you're not going to die. And see, the the devil never comes <clears throat> as a straight out smack you in the face. This is right or this is wrong. He gets you to question it. He gets you to question. Well. Uh, if your if your fourteen year old daughter was raped, wouldn't you wanted to? Um, would you want to have to carry that baby? Well, it doesn't really matter what I think. It says, "Thou shall not murder." <laughs> that's pretty. It's <that's> pretty simple. <laughs> pretty simple. Pretty pretty easy. But see, when we try to take truths and and alter them or change them to our system of happiness and joy and pleasure, we ain't gonna win ever. We ain't ever. We ain't never gonna have justice. Silver, go then, Paul.
4: Okay, Coach, you're uh, talking about moral relativism. You know, we have we, we have to remember that Christianity is the only way. Without Jesus, none of this matters. Okay? And from John 14, uh, 5, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father. Also, and from henceforth, we know him and have seen him. But, oh, Joe, look. Here's where most Christians matter. go. It doesn't matter. Our sets are established. Okay? And Christianity is the only way. Okay, if people don't accept it, that's their problem. We move on. Okay, they have the choice. But we cannot Yes, they do.
0: Yes, them. they do, but they don't have a choice to kill babies. They don't have that choice.
4: Well, that's why we have to shut it
0: down. That's why we have to get involved in politics, which is what the church tells you you're not supposed to do.
4: Imagine, uh, uh, not well, I guess you could say a militant operation across America to close every abortion clinic in America. Okay. That's going to create a big havoc and just a mess. Okay. And you're going to be involved in trials and rest, yep. all this kind of stuff. In the meantime, babies are living.
0: Pull up Catholic charities, pull up Catholic charities for me. Huh? Look, I ain't picking on the Catholics. I pick on all of them. Catholic church and the federal government are working together on human trafficking. Did you know the federal government, the federal government gave 3.8 billion dollars I'm sorry, yes, the government gave 3.8 billion dollars to ch- uh, Catholic charities, which is involved in child trafficking folks. Huh? It's a fake pope. See, the, the Catholic Church is supposed to be on the side of Christianity, and we're supposed to put in, be putting forth moral relativism. I'm sorry, moral absolutism. There are some things that are right, some things that are wrong. The Catholics and the Christians are supposed to be working together to advance truth, and we're not. The Catholic Church has a different set of truth that they're advancing. Can why, can, why can't we see this? What is it, why does it what does it offend Catholics if I say that? What does that offend Catholics, folks? The Pope Catholics will tell you the Pope isn't even Catholic, and now we find out that the government is paying. Oh, my goodness, they're paying Catholics, charities, which isn't even Christian anymore. The government's paying them to traffic children. I'll, I'm not going to take time to show that video. Go ahead, Paul.
3: Sorry if there's a delay on this, but the uh, one of the things I noticed was O.J. Simpson was certainly not about the truth, jury nullification. But That's isn't right the bar, just a damn club. It has nothing to do with the truth. It's about give and take, and
0: who's going to win this? Yep. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit.
3: Time. And the other thing in medicine, sociopathic behavior.
6: Sorry.
0: The love of money is the root of all evil. Follow the money. Catholic and Lutheran family services—they are—they are. Dare I say it? They are government entities, and the government is Luciferian. The Catholic. Social Services Lutheran Social Services is in partnership with Lucifer. There I said. Amen. It. Go ahead, Joe. Joe Allen, go ahead. Got got a question. Would this Carrie Lake's
3: court case, possibility going to the federal courts up in D.C.
0: Will this case make it president's?
4: I'm voting.
0: Well, here's the thing, Joe. We gotta get our, we got to get things right here, okay? This is a state's rights issue and a federal rights issue. But the people of the people in Arizona get to term, determine whether or not they had a fair election. That's what this is about. Screw the feds. Screw the feds. But will it will it have impact? Oh, it'll have impact. Because if, if a judge says, hey, bad election, boom, the door's open, baby. The door's open. The doors open, and that's why. See the U.S. Supreme Court. Remember when they didn't take the case? Well, because the Supreme Court says that cases don't begin at the Supreme Court; they end at the Supreme Court. So this is the first step. This is the first step. Oh, it'll go to it'll go to a challenge for sure, right? But can you imagine when it comes out? Now they're not going to report it. That when it comes out for sure, that three hundred thousand ballots. Dropped on election eve. Have no chain of custody. And the law says they are invalid. How does the judge look the other way on that? We'll find out, won't we? Tim Parker, come on, Tim.
3: Yeah, I got several things to say. There was like five major churches. The Baptists are also in that uh, taking money for child trafficking. There's, uh, It's amazing. The other thing is. Pay attention, not only Carrie Lake, Donna Brandenburg, who ran for governor of Michigan, still has very valid cases going. So I believe that things, we're going to see some major things happen real soon.
0: I believe so too,
3: brother. And then last, back to where a lot of people think, and I've done so much research, it's just amazing. If you look at the window between 1869 and 79, at Harvard, supposedly, University, they evolutionized our law system. We do not have what we once did. People we say, uh, oh, yeah, we got the Constitution. I understand hmm. what the Constitution, I fight for that every day. But we got to realize they made a major change. I'm convinced if we aren't pushing back to correct that, I, I don't know how we're really going to gain uh, footing in America.
0: Can two walk together lest they agree? So they have, they have moral relativized through what they call um, um, starry decisis. They've let some judge, five judges, five, four, five, four, determine right and wrong. On a vote of five to four, that's what we're dealing with. Why? Because they told us that Christianity is no longer the plumb line. It's no longer the plumb line in America. If Christianity is no longer the plumb line, then based on what is it wrong to steal? Who says it's wrong to steal? Who says it's wrong to lie? Well, uh, Christian. Well, our 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 universal moral values say it's wrong to kill. Well. What, do I have to agree with that? I don't agree with that. Why do I have to agree with that? Well, the government says you have to pay taxes. Well, I don't want to pay taxes. Why do I have to pay taxes? That I don't. You get it, folks? You understand? But see, the pushback has only been one way. It's only been about sex and rights and all that kind of stuff. When, in fact, if they want to cram homosex down the throat of Americans' kids, I have the right to say, go to hell! No! Because it's not that they are, see, they they tell me you can't legislate morality, but that's all legislation does is tells you something's right and something's wrong. And the church believes you can't legislate morality. You can't legislate obedience to morality, but you can legislate right and wrong. That's what all laws do. And we got the Luciferians in Washington, D.C., doing whatever the hell they want to do. Why? Because they aren't accountable. They don't have to follow the same laws that you and I have to follow. You get that, don't you? They didn't take the shot. I'm not mad, it just seems like it. Why aren't you mad? Why don't we understand and see what's going on? Why don't we understand that even the good good legislators, when they get to Washington D.C., their hands are tied? Why can't we see that? Why can't we understand what's going on and understand if we're going to win it? We got to win it locally. We got to rise up. We got to do it now. Oh, I bet the I bet the FBI's crapping their pants this morning. I bet they are. Huh? Why? Because I got a different religion than they do. I don't I don't follow the religion of the US government. Do you guys follow the religion of the US government? No. You say, "Hey coach, listen. We're going to inflate. That. Here's what we're going to do, coach. We're going to we're going to pump so many money. We're going to give billions and billions and billions of dollars to the Ukraine, which we don't even have. We're going to have him come over and speak to our Congress. everyone's going to stand and applaud." And they're going to inflate it so high that the value of your home, which was once $100,000, is now $400,000. Oh, and by the way, coach, your taxes used to be $500 a year. Sorry, they're now $4,000 a year. Sorry, you can't afford it. And every bit of it is fraudulent. Every bit of it made up fraudulent because why? It's no longer wrong to steal. If the government says they can steal, they can steal. They don't have to follow. They're immune. That's what that case is all about that we're sending the letters from. Those guys can't get away with lying and stealing and cheating. They can't. They've swore an oath. You picking it up? You understand what I'm saying? Do you understand the brainwashing? Do you understand the brainwashing in your damn church? Do you understand it? Do you understand your pastors telling you to follow these Luciferians? Do you understand? One set of rules for you and another set of rules for them. If it was a football game, you'd be throwing tomatoes. Kill the umps. Today you yell, kill the umps, and they're up. Oh my goodness, an insurrection. (laughs) Kill the senators. Insurrection. Oh my God. Christ is the only answer, friends. He's he's the only answer to this mess because he is one. He is the truth. He is the truth. He is the way to run government. He is the truth, and he is the life. And we sit back here, those of us who are Christians, if you'd be honest with me, you say, Coach, I never heard any of that crap you talked about today. I've been going to church my whole life. And I've went to my pastor and said, Pastor, will you preach on this? He would say what? No, we don't preach politics. No. We don't. I'm sorry, Coach. We don't preach politics. We just preach how to get more dollars. <laughs> we can get more dollars if you uh, just pray about it right and tithe right. now you you'll get more dollars. But that other stuff, Coach, we'll soon be raptured out here. It doesn't matter. Quit, relax, Coach. Quit, relax, Coach. Quit fighting against the Lord. The Lord told us if it was going to be like this. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Coach, don't get all worked up. It's just going to get worse. We're going to be out of here. So Jesus is coming soon. So yeah, but Pastor, Pastor, they're teaching little boys to cut off their dick. Yeah. Oh well, don't worry, Coach. Hey, Coach, I, I know it's awful, and you know what the Bible said it wouldn't happen. But Coach, we just got to show them love. We just got to love them, Coach. We just got to love them into the kingdom. We can just figure out how to show them enough love, Coach. Oh, Golly! Oh, Golly! Did you vote, Pastor? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of keep that private. I'm a good dog. It's it's un, it's, un, it's un freaking believable. Who would ever? Who would ever play football for the average pastor? Can you tell me that, man? Ever play football for the average pastor? What pa- the average pastor would you follow into war? If we were going to have to take on the Russians, would you want your pastor in charge of it? That's no way. That's the, the mess that we're portal. dealing with, folks. That is the mess that we are dealing with. And if we don't wake up soon and understand what the hell they are doing to us, our children and our grandchildren are going to suffer, and as a result of it. Think of all those guys who died on Normandy. Think of the sacrifices of men and women who gave us liberty for us to sit around and pee up a rope because Jesus is coming. See you tomorrow.